Thank you very much. It's lovely to be back and I was um, very blessed um, with this church last year when I was here and I felt a real sense of destiny and real sense of um, God has a very specific um, call on this church in this part of London and so I will just um, uh, mention a little bit of that today and um, just minister. I want to minister, well yesterday I uh, spoke on the glory, um, the individual um, uh, glory of God um, touching individuals and minister to the leaders as to God's glory within us as leaders and how we uh, uh, see that manifest etc and so today I want to minister on the glory of God on the local church and the, the corporate um, sense of the glory of God on this church and, and so I trust that it will really help establish you and um, give you a sense of, of um, a confirmation, a sense of affirmation and a sense of what God wants to do. Amen. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you that your word is a seed and might, might your Holy Spirit take it, um, give birth to it, germinate it as the seed is um, spoken, as the seed is deposited in each heart today. I ask you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, and that which is deposited today would continue to bring fruit 30, 60 and 100 fold. Yes in Jesus name Amen so I'm going to continue um, along the theme um, as I said of the glory and I know that um, uh, this church is really called to minister the glory just looking at your uh, statement over there and it's just so exciting to find um, that there are churches in this day um, that we live in in the season in the time um, that are really pressing into God and pressing into his glory so um, I'm sure you studied uh, Daniel with his great teaching ministry has taken you through the fact that um, God told Moses to build a tabernacle and he wanted Moses uh, by building that tabernacle to um, house in a sense the ark to build the ark and the ark would house the glory of God and the reason for that was that God wanted to live amongst his people God wanted to show himself amongst his people he wanted um, people to know that he was there that they could experience the presence that the priest could go into the holy of holies and make sacrifice and 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 if we understand what's happening in Israel at this time um, we are almost in Yom, Yom Kippur and that's when um, the Israelis uh, they repent for their year's sin <laughs> and um, the priest goes in and he, he makes his um, sacrifice and, and they make sure within this time that they confess their sin to one another and, and relationally that God would 
approve of them and that he would bless them for this next year. And so it was very much at that time when um, uh, Moses built that tabernacle and, and he would go in, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies once a year. And uh, it was all because um, obviously it was a covenant that was made uh, that wouldn't satisfy. It was a very limited covenant. It was under the old um, dispensation. But then we see Jesus comes through the cross through um, uh, um, and he he um, he goes to the cross and it was all for the purpose of God's glory God again continually wanting men and women to experience his presence and so Jesus um, uh, when they looked at Jesus they saw the glory of God they felt the glory of God they felt the presence of God and and I want to say today in this day and hour of so many voices um, competing in the world today and so many different voices competing in the church, it really is the glory of God that is the distinction between an average believer and an, a, a believer that is pressing in and a believer that is um, fully, uh, in a sense, um, influencing culture, a believer that is really um, on the forefront of what God is doing in this day. And so I would like to say that this church, God has called it to be on the forefront of what he's doing in this day. And so there's a, a personal, there's an individual seeking God for his glory, but there's also, as I say, a corporate glory. And so um, just as I was sitting there, I felt so um, very strongly that there are so many voices in London, so many voices competing today, all wanting to be heard, even um, different church voices wanting to be heard, wanting to be established, wanting to, um, some are dying off, um, others are wanting to grow. But truly it's the voice of the church that is established and rooted and pressing into the glory of God that will make the difference in these last days. And I feel that God just wants to say to you as a people that it is the voice of His glory that is going to distinguish um, and set apart this church from other churches in London. Amen. And as I was um, sitting here, I felt that the Lord was saying that there's coming um, a change in the... Uh, um, in the government in terms of the way they recognize church in this day and this might seem impossible but something is going to happen in in this nation something is going to happen from your parliament that is going to cause the voice of the church to be heard in this day but this isn't just the voice of the ordinary church this is not just the voice of the religious church this is not just the voice of the church that um, um, is called to recite a few um, passages and do uh, some very traditional things this is the voice of the church that carries influence and and God has called this church to carry influence in this city and so by pressing into his glory this is what's going to separate the church this church from other churches 
And so there's coming a season where um, parliamentarians begin to see that they no longer have answers in certain areas. That, um, and they are going to look to the church as the moral voice. They're going to look to the church for hope in these last days. So God is going to create situations in this nation that are going to um, look like things are really falling apart um, and, and things are really, uh, um, there are no answers. But he is saying that I'm going to raise the voice of the church and, and particularly this church will have an influence because of the glory. And so if we look at the time when um, God created through Moses the ark the ark was established and then the ark went into a time of captivity the glory of God was lost why because of all the voices that were competing you see all the different forms of worship all the different um, religions all the different uh, uh, cultures all the different um, um, uh, you know there was there were so many different spirits so many things that were happening at that time um, different tribes uh, you get the Amorites you get the Jebusites you get the Hittites all these um, enemies of Israel were competing for their worship we're competing for Israel's love, um, uh, they're competing for their love of God. And so um, the, 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 the ark goes into captivity and we see many years later that God raises a, 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 a man by the name of David. And the one characteristic of David was that he loved the glory of God. He loved the presence of God. Okay, and so it says here in First um, Chronicles fifteen, verse one. Um, we see that God lays it upon David's heart, and he raises up one, and it's very similar, I believe, to what God is doing here in this house. That He's raising this house up with the call to help restore his glory part of the mandate of the church here part of everything that you will do in the future and everything um, that you will plan around and 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 the calling is all about God's glory being restored to the individual as a church the corporate call on the church and the glory of God restored to the city Okay, so uh, I was reading something um, not too long ago and they were talking um, in, in, in the paper and they were um, doing some study on, on the youth in England and they said the youth between 14 and I think 35 say that they have no hope and they have no meaning in life. Now that's a real problem. And that's why the voice of the church, the glory of God, must be returned. Amen. So it says here in First Chronicles 15 verse 1, it says, And David had constructed buildings for himself in the city of David. And that's the word Zion, the city of David. And he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. 
Now, very important here, you see, for the glory to be restored, David had to prepare a place. And so that's why um, he's put the mandate, part of the mandate on this house, this church, is about preparing a people and preparing a house for his glory. So we individually have to prepare and as a church, corporately we're preparing. Why? Because the glory carries influence. The glory carries a voice. The glory sets apart. You see, so um, the glory is that which is above average. The glory is that which brings heaven to earth. And, 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 and with the youth, um, they say that they have no hope, they have no meaning in life. The voice of the glory, the presence of the glory, is what is going to turn youth to God. And so this is why um, in these next few months and, and even years, there will come a strong um, sense of God's glory in this house because of the call of the church in the city, the call of the church in the nation. And, and so God is going to bring people here that have a love for London. This is probably a prophetic message. A lot of it will be prophetic. But so I was just sit, sitting there. God is going to bring people that have a love for the city. God is going to bring people here into this house that have a heart to build here and have a heart for the city, have a burden for the city to see God break through. So let me say that not every church in this city has the mandate and has the call to bring back the glory of God. David had that call on his life. That was his mandate. That, that's what he worked day and night to do. Why? Because the people had gone into captivity. Other voices had taken control. Other forms of worship, and it's very much what's happening here in modern day England. Other voices, other forms of worship, other religions are crying out, crying much louder at the moment than the voice of the church. And so that's why God is preparing his people and he's, he's putting within you that burden to see his glory restored so that people would be set free. You see, God didn't just want to dwell amongst them with his glory for the purpose of showing himself off. No, he wanted to dwell amongst them so that they could live in freedom, that they could live in liberty, that um, they could experience his goodness, and that they could, I hope the lens is, is wide there, <laughs> okay, that they could experience his goodness and that they could experience everything that he had for them. Mm. And so the key is, what voices are we competing against? You know, is it the voice of materialism, various religions, um, you know, demonic voices, etc. So the key then is preparing the place. Now, 
we see that um, there, there's a, a real conquest in terms of the, the glory, in terms of the ark being restored. And the ark had to be restored to a certain place, okay? And all this took place within Jerusalem. But even within Jerusalem, there was a certain mountain called Mount Zion, okay? Now, what was different about Mount Zion? Well, Bible talks about Mount Zion being a city, okay? Um, up until a few years ago, I didn't know that there was a city within a city here. <laughs> London City within London. Okay, Westminster within London. And this is very similar to what's taking place here. Okay, there's the city of Zion and there's the city of Jerusalem. So here the mandate was on David to see the, the glory restored, but it had to be restored back to a certain place, and that was Zion. So the glory will only be restored back to those that receive it, those that are part of the heavenly Zion. You see, even today, if you go to Jerusalem, you'll see that it's a city within a city. You'll see in a small part of, of um, the city of Jerusalem, you'll find Zion. Okay. Now, the Bible talks about Zion being the church of the firstborn. Now, who is the firstborn? We are the firstborn. So in the natural, this um, ark had to be restored to the certain place that God had prepared it. The ark, the presence, will be restored to those that have prepared for it in the spirit. So that means then, as I said earlier, not every house will have the mandate, will have the desire, the calling, will um, be prepared to sacrifice for the glory to be on Mount Zion. So where do you see yourself as an individual today in the whole um, aspect of God restoring his glory and his mandate for this house? Because where you see yourself as an individual, do you see yourself living in Jerusalem or do you see yourself living in Zion? <laughs> So it will really determine then the way we see ourselves, okay, um, individually as to the um, extent and the mandate of the glory on the corporate church, which is Trinity Church. So you see in Hebrews 12 verse 22, it talks about heavenly Zion, earthly Zion and spiritual Zion. So heavenly Zion is the city of God, okay? Earthly Zion being Jerusalem, spiritual Zion being the church. And, and the, the, the thing is that um, how does God love the world? He loves it through Zion. And he loves it through his glory being manifest through Zion. 
He loves it through his glory being manifest through Trinity. So this is a great thing about Trinity being here in London because London is one of the greatest cities in the world. Everybody wants to come to London. It's so cosmopolitan, the culture, it's, I mean, the history of this nation, revivalists, missionaries were sent into Africa. And so God is, is, is he's, um, in, in a time and a season now where he's about to restore his glory back. And, and why? Because he loves the world. But how does he love the world? He loves it through manifesting his glory through you and I, through manifesting his glory on this house. So people must be able to come in and feel a sense of the corporate glory on the house. And uh, as I was sitting there, I was seeing that um, there's going to be some kind of, of uh, meeting very soon in the city. I, I feel it's something like a rally or a, um, a coming together in a football stadium or something like that. And I see that this house is going to be instrumental in, in it's going to be one of the voices that is going to be involved in networking and bringing this, this rally, this, um, it's, it's like a Christian pre-meeting or something in the city that's going to take place not too far from now. Why? Because of the influence of the glory here. You might say, well, we're just a small group of people. <laughs> God can do more through those that are connected to his glory than through a massive um, meeting that, you know, is not, not connected to the heavens and, and seeing the heavens. So um, you might be wondering, well, why am I experiencing personally the things that I am, etc., and being part of this house here? You see, God is aligning you to his corporate call on this house. So that means when he's aligning us and he, and, and he wants to reveal his glory through us, um, in a sense, as leaders, we have to step up to the plate as, as um, individual members of the house. God exp is expecting more of us. But the wonderful thing about it is that he puts desires within our heart for that. For that glory. Amen. So um, uh, he, uh, God's great love for um, his church, for, uh, um, for his glory to be restored. Um, what is the time? 11.55. Um, and so even, you know, with David, he had such a love for the presence of God and such a love for the glory to be restored that there were so many competing voices even in his own family and who was that that was his own wife who despised him didn't understand you see there has to be a pressing in that men and women would be able to see the glory through god's eyes and not through natural eyes 
because here um, she was looking at him through natural understanding and she despised him in a sense okay and what did that that um that attitude bring it brought a barrenness in her so there will be many houses um, many churches that will despise what's taking place here because they don't understand we as individuals might despise what's taking place because we don't have that spiritual insight and understanding and that's why it's so important you see as God begins to realign as, and as he begins to move the church into the place of influence in these last days he realigns us and he realigns us in our understanding one of the biggest things that we face in our country at the moment with the, um, I like to say the African church, we're all um, Africans, we've just got different color skins, that's all. Um, but with the, the African the, um, traditional black African church, one of the biggest things that we're facing is that they don't want to leave their traditional worship. So you'll find um, prophets that will stand up and say, well, I'm a prophet in this church. But in the meantime, he's consulting his Sangoma, which is the, the shaman, which is the fortune teller, which is the traditional. And, and, and um, when God begins to pour out, you see, for us to enjoy everything that the glory has to offer, it means that we have to put down our traditions. So this London is a city full of traditions. <laughs> the church in this nation is a church full of tradition. But here, because of lack of understanding, she refused to give up that which was traditional, her, her way of life, her, um, that which was comfortable. And, and, and it's not easy, um, you know, many of you live on the other side of the motorway, you come from different areas, backgrounds, and, 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 and I feel some of you have been thinking to yourself and saying to yourself, we haven't seen the fruit that we would like to see in London as yet. But God is, is he's building this house. God is in control and, and he's doing something very, very significant here. So you see, uh, very soon we are going to begin to see in London that which is barren and that which is fruitful amongst the churches. And it doesn't need multitudes of people to um, uh, uh, bring forth fruitfulness. It just needs a few that understand the times and the seasons. So you see, David had to, in, in, in pressing through and pressing forward into the glory, unfortunately his family members couldn't understand this. 
and 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 you will be in a place um, with men and women that don't share your heart they're not part of Zion see Zion was the place it was a specific place that the glory would have to be restored to so there'll be people in your 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 space there'll be um, people in your workplace that don't share the glory don't have an understanding of the glory and God gives them that um, that choice do they want to understand it or don't they because you see with glory there's always a price okay so um, when the ark was restored to the city okay um, there was much dancing there was much you know um, joy why because the ark was to bring a change of lifestyle the 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 um the glory in the ark was to bring a change of lifestyle and it would even affect people emotionally there would be such joy and and what what was um accompanied um, the accompaniment to the ark and the presence being restored to zion it was worship it was singing so um, we come into the house of God on a Sunday into corporate meetings and we receive of the glory yes in a corporate sense and we receive through worship okay but individually God wants to um, release that glory through us in our worship times during the week so um, what, what is the vehicle then um, if the glory is within us okay we are the individual the glory is on the, the corporate body um, the glory is must touch in some way this morning okay um, as we listen to the worship and as God speaks to us how do we maintain that we maintain the release of that glory and we allow that glory to keep um, regurgitating we allow that glory to keep alive if I can put it this way within us in worship during the week yeah. worship and pray yeah. that was the, that that's um, what God used the vehicle the accompaniment to restore his glory so when we, we are depressed or when you are feeling loss of hope or when you are feeling you know I just can't get over this the vehicle that God has given you is worship and, and it's often in our worship our individual times in worship that the enemy will say to us oh I'm never gonna get around this things will never change um, I'll never um, be healed or I'll never this or I'll never that and so um, there are all these voices contesting his glory you go to work um, you are, are there um, as a, 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 a an employee okay but you are also there to carry God's glory Amen. So I want to say then that with the glory on the house 
It gives authority. This house has authority in this city. Very, very important. With the glory individually, it gives you authority. So tomorrow, you need to walk into your place of work with a sense of authority. And it's the glory that sets you apart. That's what makes one different. Why? Because you're living from a different um, realm. And so the, wherever we go, the glory must um, um, speak through us. You see, when, when um, they got around Jesus, when they um, came next to Jesus, they felt the glory, the presence. He carried that presence. Um, he carried that authority, that authority from heaven. You see, let me say to you today, um, you work as a nurse or, or wherever you might work, you have been given authority in that sphere of influence. It's not just a job. You are there to bring transformation. The atmosphere must change. But if we are not in contact with the glory and we don't understand the radiance of His glory around us, we will be defeated. That's why the, the, the return of the ark to Mount Zion was so significant. Because it's the highest place. And, and just think today, the glory inside of you, no one can compare, no one can take away that glory. Once the ark was restored to Zion, highest mountain in Jerusalem, a city within a city. Nobody could take that. Just think of it today. Nobody can take the glory from you. God is saying to you as an individual, um, get in touch with the glory inside of you. Begin to cry out, begin to desire it, begin to seek for it. Amen. Press into his glory in your worship times. I, I have a very good friend. Um, she's the um, uh, MMC for health in Johannesburg. And Johannesburg is a city just like London with all these, I think we have about 7 million, 8 million people in. And um, it, it, was a, it was a wonderful city at one time. I mean, it was a first world city. Today it's a third world city. But we have a mayor, fortunately, that is, he's a Christian man. Um, and God is really using him to build the city once again. And this lady, um, she's a good friend of mine. She's MMC for health. And um, she works um, in social development. And the things that she comes across, the, the, the challenges that she faces as a believer, as an MMC, are absolutely... Um, you, you cannot believe what she sees on a daily basis. She's a medical doctor, fully qualified medical doctor. And God is using her to help restore the city. But she often says to me, you know, I could never do this. 
unless I had my worship. She says, at times I'm so tired because of the spiritual atmosphere. Now, with all these competing voices in this city, okay, you've got Brexit, I mean, the things that are going on in this city, all the competing voices in the city of Johannesburg, those are that are in the forefront, and this is maybe why you're feeling so tired, is because of the attacks that are on you because of the voices. Um, and she says to me often, she says, you know, I don't even have the energy to pray at times. But she says, what I do have is I have my worship before God. And she says, I'll just press in and God will speak to me. And she says, I'll just press in and I will find myself changing, hope being restored, God giving me vision for the city, God speaking to me about the city. You see, it was, it was worship, it was His presence that would strengthen, that was the difference. Okay, and, and David knew in the spirit realm what was taking place um, in terms of the opposition to the glory being restored. So there will be times even in this house where there will be just worship. That's why it's so important, you folks, that you press in, you press in um, individually um, in your worship time because there will be folk that God will just draw. And even as you're moving to the new place, God will just draw people. Why? Because of the atmosphere of the glory.